How's it going, everyone? This is your host, Carlos Rivera. Welcome to the Simple Lifestyle Podcast. And today I'm humbled to have my buddy Bailey Mullins on the show. The man, the, the myth, the legend that helped me start this <sighs> podcast. And now I have the privilege to be interviewing him almost a year later after I started in his own very own studio right Dude, here. I'm very glad to be here, man. We've been we've been waiting for this for a while. Dude, I've been We've been rescheduled this for <laughs> a few months, I think. I've been asking to be on the podcast, bro. I've been wanting to. Dude, well, we finally made it happen. I love uh being a guest. Yeah, I how really does that do. feel? Like let's let's talk about that real quick. Like you're always on the other side of the conversation, mm. right? It is not often that you're on this side, so yeah, I, I want it to be more often. So that's definitely one thing that I would like to do a lot more. And I've done a few, done it a few times. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy it because it's a nice change of pace because I don't have to be worrying about facilitating the conversation. I can just really speak what's going on in my life and not worrying about talking too much because I, I think as hosts, a lot of times... And people that put out like audio content, whether that's like a Skype interview or anything of that nature, interviewing someone is the interviewer can sometimes talk too much, I think. And that's what I didn't want to do when starting my podcast. Mm -hmm. Now it's a little bit different because mine's very much like you said, like Joe Rogan, free form conversation. And so I've inserted a little bit more of myself into there because I'm comfortable with it and I know how to balance it right. And right. sometimes even when I feel myself going a little overboard, I'll pull back a little bit and just try to fill out that balance to have like a good conversation. So it feels good. It feels good being over here. I mean, you've been doing this for two years, right? The Mindless Millennials podcast has been around. Almost two almost years. Almost two years now. If we, when we hit March, yeah, it'll be two years uh, South By, when South By rolls around. Dude, we have the same anniversary for our podcasts. Mine was right. essentially South by last year because right. remember the week before South by you helped me start and I launched five episodes just so I can have some kind of content to promote at South by. Well, that's what we were saying is like we wanted to have your podcast ready for South by. Yeah. And that, that was a strategic plan we had. Because it was like a time for, like it was like a time constraint that we put on ourselves. Dude. And that trip like really empowered us. Dude, right. Like amazing. that was incre incredible. And we kind of didn't talk for much after that. Because after you spend like a whole week with someone in that kind of environment, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know I mean, if I like that guy. <laughs> like, this is too much for too soon, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing, man. It was. And I think it, it brought us closer together. We just, we had very different schedules throughout the semester. Yeah, for sure. Know? But I mean, we started an organization together, which was awesome. Dude, we did. Still going. We did. Yeah, you were one of the first founding members of that. And I was just like, looked at you. Dude, before the podcast, right? You walked up to the table and I just looked at you. I was like, dude, like, you're vice president material. Because we had met once before. Yeah. Through, about a year ago. Um, it was it was at a Shark Frenzy event. Yes, because you were working with Mobile Square. Yes, with Xavier. Promoting them with Xavier Benavides. Right. Uh, He's been a podcast guest a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to it. Um, but uh, yeah, so you just walked up to me and I was like, dude, you look like a vice president. You're going to be my <laughs> vice president. And you're like, all right. And then we started your podcast. But to refer back to that, that South by and that week, do you remember whenever I uh, told you to go get that girl's number? At the coffee shop, oh it was a couple of awesome. We walked out. I was like, "Bro, too. if you don't go back right now, you'll regret it forever." <laughs> and she ended up having a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, we found out that later on. 
it was definitely an uncomfortable situation just because her coworker was there. And I, I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, we're just meeting new people, you know? Yeah. That's why I see it. Like when you do something like that, it's just, you're meeting a new person, a stranger, like how yes, three people say it. Um, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. Right. You know, I mean, friendship could turn into something more, but anyway, you know, yeah. it was, it was, it was definitely going out of my comfort zone. So thank you for pushing me. Dude. I felt growth from you personally that week. And I, I think we both grew from that week. There was a lot of cool things that was involved, like meeting with Logan. You got the podcast with him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, was it the same week that I, no, that wasn't the same week I played in that street corner in Austin. Was it? That was the same week. Yeah. It was the same week. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was a lot. There was a lot that went on that week. Right. That's awesome. You made 20 bucks on the corner. Yeah, in less than an hour. It was like, <laughs> all right, not bad. I closed my eyes the whole time because it was the first time I've done it. I was kind of nervous. Yeah. You're also at the domain, which is a great place for that. Oh, it's perfect. You ended, uh, ended up getting kicked out, right? I did just because I didn't have a permit. But the guy was like, dude, I love what you're doing here, but you need to talk to the manager first. Like, I'm okay with mm. it, but like next time. You know, you got to fill out this form. And he sent me an email. He was super nice about it. So it was great. Then it's different when you're playing violin versus like playing anything else. Like violins, people see, oh, this is a sophisticated guy. Like it's okay. <laughs> like he's not causing mayhem, but if someone's on the drums, like boom, boom, it's like, okay, get out of here, kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, causing havoc. This is, this is not, this is disturbing the peace around yeah. here. You know, have you ever seen those people that like, uh, they'll get on like, they'll have the buckets and boom, boom, trying to get you to give them money i mean those are really awesome though i have seen those not in person yeah. but i've seen videos some of them are awesome some's just like a homeless guy with a bucket it's like hey this is music it's on top <laughs> talent man let me tell you so it probably is like uh you know i think homeless people are some of the most misunderstood people in all of the world especially in america i i just feel like they're so misunderstood, and the the ways to solve that problem are also very understood, misunderstood, because we have this idea that to help someone get out of a place of disappointment, which is what homelessness is, you're disappointed in everything about your life, so you give up. We think that disappointing them and shaming them more will get them out of it. And so we say like, oh, you're lazy. Like you just need a job. Like we're telling them all this stuff. Like here's an opportunity for a job to pick up some trash. It's like, dude, no one wants to pick up trash. And if they're already on the street corner homeless, they're like, well, why am I going to pick up trash for $10 when I can sit there and have someone give me $10 by just standing there and begging? You know, it's 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 a problem of like how we treat people in society. It's a problem of that we don't facilitate people, you know, we don't facilitate love towards people. We don't facilitate like caring and actually asking like, "Hey, what do what what got you here? Like why are you, why did you choose to like live outside and and roam around most i mean sometimes it's not even a choice that's the thing you know they because of certain circumstances they had they ended up in that situation and definitely i think they're very misunderstood sometimes they have incredible stories to share and you know they're amazing people but you know anyone who passes by sees them as any other homeless person and it's a it's a very bad image um that people portray over them yeah you know so i mean as well as, I mean, here and anywhere else, you know, it's very sad to see it because um, 
there's no easy way of solving it. No. Because, you know, there are programs that you can that, that can help uh, these homeless people essentially find jobs. But at the end of the day, some, t- some employers just don't see them the same. And it's very well, sad. I, I don't think a job itself is going to solve it. No. Like we have this no. idea that jobs solve everything. And I don't think that's the case. It definitely helps though. Because having a, a constant stream of income for them will help them have a more stable life. And therefore be able to maybe afford a home or, yeah. or, or, or consistent meals. I just know? think most of the time it's a loss of will to live. You know, it's like, why would they want to work if they don't want to live? And so you have to want to live, to want to work, to want to get to a means of something, like a means to an end, a means to to living. And it's like they are most of the time addicted to drugs because they want to escape reality. And so I think we need to take an approach more of like rehabilitating them and really lifting their spirits up and like asking and really diving into the psychology behind what addiction is, the psychology behind what it means to live on the street and beg for money and like what that does to our brain and what that causes us to think and our tendencies to be. Because I imagine if you're constantly begging for money, similar to like how, you know, we've all had friends in high school that would sell weed, right? And it was like they started making a lot of money, like selling weed, but it was like the risk versus reward was not there. So they'd eventually get caught, go to jail, and like they'd start to go down this bad path. But nonetheless, they made a lot of money because, you know, they were selling illegal substances, illegal drugs. And so, and and that was easy money. So it's easy to do that. And so why would they get a job when they can make three times as much selling weed and they get to party all the time smoke and drive around and like meet people and like live this life they're they're part of the the game you know it's it's being like too into the game which is you know being a drug dealer similarly that probably changes how our brain operates and thinks of money making because it would be so i've seen it time and time again it's like oh give that drug dealer a job at popeye's chicken and he's going to stop dealing drugs. No, it's just too easy of a way to get money. So when people are on the street corner begging for money, I'm sure it t- changes your perspective and changes the psychology of your brain on how you think of money. I think spreading awareness about it is the first step towards that, right? To be able to help these people. But at the same time, I think having a message of positivity helps anyone. Yeah. Anyone, no matter what the situation in life is. Right. Spreading positivity is it's it's like instilling a sense of hope in these people. Right. Anyone who's going through a tough time, whether it's homelessness or in debt or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So just to transition a bit on the terms of positive positivity, because I know yeah. it's very important for you in your life and yeah. way, how you've incorporated it and how it's helped you develop. What do you think the true importance of positivity is? Dude, um, it's everything, really. Uh but where I truly derive my positivity is from the awareness and knowledge that I have a God that like loves me. 
And so like that is where the positivity comes from because I can be super positive even when things aren't going my way in the moment because I know the end game is everlasting life. The end game is compassion and grace and like I will always be okay, you know. And so that's like one of the things people always say like I had this this person actually from ThoughtSpace. Uh, she's the marketing director. She's like, dude you're just so positive. And I was like, it's just, it's the Holy Spirit living through me. But above all else, people ask us like, oh, so like, are you ever scared you're going to fail on the podcast? Do you think it's like, are you afraid it's not going to work out? And I'm like, no, because it is going to work out. Like there's, it, there's no scenario where it doesn't like it is. You know, as long as I stay positive and just keep with my purpose, because I think first off, you need to find what your purpose is. And I think the best way to do that is connect with the creator of the universe. The best way to do that is to have a relationship with the creator of the universe, because if he created you, right, then he knows you every inch, even better than you know yourself, because he created you. Like, you think a painting is going to know it's that it's a painting more than you know it's a painting. You know what I mean? And so the closer we get to our creator, the closer we understand who we are and we can find our true purpose. And then on top of that, your purpose is going to be found in what you're good at and what you like to do. And so where your purpose aligns with what you're good at and what you like to do in a way that you can monetize that and there's a market opportunity. So like people need it in their life, whether that's not even monetarily. So if we're talking markets in all of the senses of the, of the word, not even just money, right? If there is a need that people like need, that is where you, you fulfill your purpose for. So in the sense of the podcast, right? I know that inevitably people are going to be impacted by it, but my overall goal is not to grow the podcast. My overall goal is to live through my for my purpose through God. And if that's the podcast, which it is right now, and I believe it will still be moving forward, then that is what I'm after. So I think the problem with people it, with them not able to be positive is they put their positivity on a pedestal and they put their purpose onto things of our reality. So things of our reality are inherently temporary. And why would you ever want your purpose to be temporary? And so we have to make our purpose on something that will last forever. And that's God. Something really interesting you touched on is, well, I mean, your purpose, right? Finding that takes people decades yeah maybe their whole life to find right yeah and i know looking within is being more self-aware is a very important step towards that so do you consider yourself self-aware for sure um yeah i just don't think that's everything you know i think a lot of people see self-awareness as feelings right it's like okay i'm aware of how i feel but i also think feelings can be deceiving i think feelings aren't always true and so more of how like 
I get to self-awareness. It's like that. Yeah, that's very true. In a practical sense, how I apply it is I'm looking back. You know, we were talking earlier about some experiences in the past. And I'm looking back at these and then I'm figuring out what I did wrong in that situation and also forgiving that person for getting mad at me for what I did wrong. And so introspection is part of self-awareness. And I think one of the hardest things for people to do is let go of their hatred of other people and let go of their disappointment in other people and let go of their, uh, basically of their lies to themselves and their lies of, I'm not happy because this person did this thing. No, you're not happy because you don't like yourself. Mm. And that's, I mean, liking, liking oneself, that's, that's something that it seems something that's very obvious. You mm-hmm. should love yourself, right? You were created the way you were. You should love yourself. You should be proud of what you've done, what you've accomplished. But for a lot of people, that's not necessarily the case. And, you know, no matter what they believe in, right? I feel like, again, the way we talked about earlier, practically, trying to become more self-aware, getting to know yourself and accepting who you are is in a way one of the the best ways you can discover who you really are. Yeah. Right? And accept yourself. Because I feel like if you can't love yourself, how can you love others? You can't. Right? Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. Like you have to love yourself first before you can love someone else and love other people. So you know, in the world that we live in it's it's very easy to compare yourself to other people. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, it's very easy to be like, okay, yeah, that person's having a lot more fun right now. That person's accomplishing a lot more right now. That person's, you know, seems like they're having a lot more fun, mm. but we see that it's a facade. It's a facade. Exactly. And it's not, it's not necessarily reality. It's what they want you to think. It's well, what social media is portraying, but it's not necessarily what's going on. Well, there's a, there's a really good quote that says comparison is the thief of joy. And so we live in a time period of comparison where we're constantly comparing. You know, there's never been a time where, like, back in the day, if you, like, dated someone, right? You dated for the year uh, in high school or something like that, and y'all break up, right? You both go to college, um, and you, like, cared about that person, right? Um, But you both, like, hurt each other. They were gone. Y'all were both at college experiencing something new. But now it's like... You know, I wonder what that person's doing. I'm going to look at their Instagram real quick. And we don't understand how weird that is. Like how weird that we can just peek into someone's life, a, a, a very polished version of someone's life. Mm. You know, we don't understand how weird and new of a thing that is. And, you know, you see depression rates skyrocketing, you know, and it's pretty obvious to make a connection between that and like you know something that you're passionate about too which is like looking at diet and i know you had logan sneed on and stuff like that but when we're talking about uh when we're talking about people loving themselves i think a, a really good person to it was one of your guests that you had on a really good person to model this after and someone that i look up to very much is prince will Absolutely. Um, He embodies what it means to be loving and loving of himself. And 
loving of his brothers and sisters. He considers everybody brothers and sisters. And I believe we touched on this in our podcast. Is I think the inherent nature of you not loving yourself is because everybody starts off loving themselves. As a baby, you love who you are. <laughs> like every moment of your life, you really enjoy because you're going out and playing and you're creative and it's like, I'm a princess or I'm Spider-Man. Like you love the embodiment and the like the fruit of who you are as a kid because you haven't had people instill and like circumstances instill these lies that we tell ourselves that we're not worth anything that we have no purpose and like a lot of times people want to say hey there's no room for religion in our society anymore there's no room for a belief in god you're dumb if you believe in god well when you remove that you remove purpose and a promised purpose so it goes back to what i was saying about the podcast like it is going to work out because it's been promised me there's scripture in the bible that says anything any good things i have started in you i will see out to fruition to the day of jesus christ so literally till the end of the world if you're still living and i started something good in you it has been promised that it will be seen out into fruition that has been promised to me and as long and this is another scripture as long as i commit my plans to the lord he will establish my steps and i glorify him through that and he'll even make my enemies be okay with me because of that and so that is why i'm so confident in that I will succeed and why I'm so positive with every day of life because even when things don't look like they're going your way or don't feel like they're going your way, there's always that light at the end of the tunnel. There's always that promise of love that like an everlasting God has for you and uh, all the rest is just lies. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that, man. Yeah, that's, that's very powerful. I think, you know, I think what you've done very well with your life is manage your priorities very well, right? You've, you've not always, not always <laughs> well, from the outside, super recently, in, like really got good at it. Yeah. So what, what do you think helped that? Messing up, yeah. <laughs> messing That's up, important. making people mad, important. you know, treating people <laughs> poorly, uh, all those things. No one's perfect, man. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. But what got me able to not reminisce on what i've done wrong is i understand i'm not my past i'm not my actions i am bailey you know um and so understanding that and being able to forgive people allows me to move on with clarity and with gladness and you know allows space for better things to manifest in my life yeah hmm I think if more people thought that way, this world would be a very different place. Dude, it's the spirit, man. We were at Lupa's last night, and there's uh, this these people were doing a Bible study, uh, basically preparing for this uh, message to these youth kids, um, and it was about the Holy Spirit, and it was like, your wisdom is found in the spirit. You know, the spirit speaks through you. It is established because like in the Christian faith, for people that don't know, the Holy Spirit came because Jesus died on the cross, which allowed us to have this thing called the Holy Spirit, which is a person. 
and he connects us to God. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So the, the this thing called the Holy Trinity, which is Jesus, the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And they all work together because you have to have Jesus to gain the Holy Spirit and believe in Jesus to gain the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit connects you to the Father. And they're all kind of the same thing. It's a little confusing. Um, but it's this like cheat code. <laughs> it really is. This uh, It gives you real answers and whenever but but what's hard that i found out is people are like why is god not talking to me well you know if he has if you have the holy spirit he is like he is talking to you but you have all this past and all these other voices in your head clogging up the echo chambers you can't discern your feelings from what truth is, from this and that and this and that. And so you're confused all over the place because you have to allow God to go in there and fix you up and get all that stuff out of your head before you can really start hearing what he's saying. And uh, I just think when you dive into that and you truly submit that, you know, it's a pride thing. Like we don't want to, we want to say, oh yeah, I've got this figured out. Like, yeah, I've got the whole world figured out, but we don't even know how we got here. We just woke up one day, and then we're here. And it's a mystery. And it's I understand to everybody's listening. I understand it's hard to just relinquish to that. But there's a crazy thing that happens when you do. You, you instead become the life changer for other people. And so when you stop thinking about yourself and you allow this thing called the Holy Spirit to take over, you literally allow it to guide you into other people's lives that would have committed suicide, that, you know, that are depressed and have no friends and all of these things. Like these people, there's people out there with no friends. And if you allow yourself to be open to meeting new people and open uh, just to loving people, then you can seriously save people's lives. Yeah. That's very important. <laughs> yeah. That is very, very important. Mm -hmm. I think we have a lot more influence than we think we do. Mm -hmm. We really do. I, I, I had an episode about this uh, a few episodes ago on my podcast, and we do have the power to influence. Mm -hmm. We have that power. And it's, it's, it's important to spread love, spread positivity and you can do it one person at a time yeah you agree yeah but also like what we're doing right now utilize the gifts we have like you should not be afraid of a microphone if you want to get on a microphone yeah like you don't have to just do one or the other and so one thing that i did was like i was like oh yeah my mission field is podcast everybody's listening and that's my thing but what i realized is like no, it's also like all the people around me that I'm interacting with right now. So like it, I think we limit, you know, God too much. We limit what is possible for ourselves too much. Like, dude, everything that's ever been done on this earth has been done by a human. And you are also a human. What's that Steve Jobs quote? Um it's like, look around you. Everything that's been made here mm. was no, made by no one more smart than you. Yeah. You know? He was the, the prodigy of that. 
Maybe a right? little smarter or something. A little bit, just a little bit, but you get the idea though, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. like, if you're a podcast, you mm-hmm. know, you've it's been two years, and you've impacted people by now. Like, I saw the other day that you actually met a fan mm-hmm. that came up to you, right? Yeah, I was, How told, was that experience? I was told not to call them fans. Not fans? I call them family now. Okay, I like that. Because it connects me with them better. I like that. I like that a lot. But I was saying fans for a little while, and it's... I can see it, what, why it sounds bad. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I completely think family is a lot. A much better yeah. word choice. Because it is. It's a family. But yeah, I did. I met a fan. A family member. Yeah, family fan. A family fan. <laughs> <laughs> fan of family. So man, Mindless Millennials Podcast. What's coming soon? Keep... Get us in the loop. What do you got planned? Mm. Or no plans. You're just kind of <laughs> letting things happen. No, there's plans for sure. I think on the outside, it's, it seems like I just finesse everything. <laughs> but like, I mean, you're live streaming now. That's that was recent. A yeah, recent change. That's legit. I love that. Uh, that's been really fun. And it's just awesome not having to video edit. Post production sucks for video editing. <laughs> oh yeah. Post production is yeah. not that bad for audio. Um, like I was telling you other earlier, audio is my bread and butter. I love it. Um, Me too. But yeah, what's coming? Uh, got this. This will be on Monday. Um. Oh yeah. For people that don't know, they're not always recorded on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> They're strategically not, so we have time to, you know. I have a podcast that you can tune into on Wednesday um, with some cool people uh, from a company called Lazarus, which is a a bullet that actually prevents people from uh, bleeding out. And so basically for police officers, they have one or two options. They can use their gun with lethal force. Or they can use a, a, a taser that shoots out the little strings and connects to you and basically tases you. It right. s- subdues you. Um, the problem with that is most of the time they're they're advised to pull out their gun uh, because with a lethal threat, you have to take lethal, you know, you have to have lethal caliber. So you don't want to like pull out your taser and have some other guy have a gun or something like that. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. And you have a taser. And so the idea of this is you maintain all the benefit of shooting your, your weapon, uh, with a regular bullet. It's an ammunition. So like you shoot the bullet and it enters just like a regular bullet. But once it enters, it fills that cavity with some type of like, gel and stops the blood from overflowing and so that'll be wednesday you can tune in that live i don't know exactly what time uh but that that's going on but yeah for the most part i'm just uh just living life right now i uh i don't think i'll be going to south by this year yeah me neither man not this year i i think i've been called other places um i might get involved with this documentary over the summer, Grit Factor. Uh, that's pretty cool. That Kickstarter is launching Sunday. So by the time you're hearing it, this, the Kickstarter will be, um, so you can go to gritfactor.org. It's an awesome cause uh, to tell people's stories all around the world and empower people. 
and I think it's going to be a huge thing. Uh, like it's it's a research too, so I think it's going to teach us a lot about learning and how experiential learning matters and stuff like that. But Sounds for the awesome. most part, not a lot, not a lot ton. I mean, there's always stuff going on, but mostly just sticking up with the podcast. Oh, there is uh, a new podcast coming out. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The Bible Breakfast Podcast. It's a new one I'm doing with uh, my buddy Ian Dow, uh, my good friend and former life group leader, uh, Bailey Thomas, and then my other buddy, Zach Beeman. And so this is the first show that I've had co-hosts and the first show that I'm starting that I'm hosting other than Mindless Millennials podcast. It's exciting. Yeah. When's that coming out? I don't know right now. We just got the logo done. I'm not really trying to push this one forward. I'm just, you know, letting it flow out whenever and like fixing up the studio more, uh, getting it more comfortable, uh, really turning my space into like a really creative place, somewhere that I want to be for long periods of time. And I think, like, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, really consider a physical space. I think it cultivates conversations to a whole nother level that we can't even really, you can't really figure out until you have been doing it for a while. It stimulates the creative muscle a little bit differently. Yeah. I've, I've definitely noticed that. Like, I love the vibe of this place. I yeah. truly do. And I've been here at the very beginning when mm. you were just starting out the studio and now I look at this place and it's extremely transformed and it's awesome. I really like what you did with the place, man. Dude, yeah. Really like it. I love it too, man. I'm glad you're here too. Uh, is there anything else that you want to well, ask and talk about before we hop off this thing? Or Where can people find you? We're Mindless Millennials. Yeah, so you can find me, mindlessmillennials.com, and that'll get you to all the things. I'm Mindless Millennials Podcast on YouTube. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, there's this new one, I forget what it's called, uh, Republic Radio, Radio Republic or something like that, which is pretty cool because uh, you actually make revenue similar to how YouTube structure is uh, for podcasts. I think it's Radio Republic or something like that. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so mindlessmillennials.com uh, and Mindless Millennials podcast uh, for the whole raw form of podcast and then at mindless pod on twitter facebook um, and instagram and then yeah so that's where you can find me on all of those i'll tag them all in the description so yeah. i can find you so i live stream to to facebook um so if you follow the at mindless pod on there or type in mindless millennials podcast you'll find that i live stream to youtube live stream to periscope which goes directly to twitter uh I think I do it on Twitch, but I I don't even know if I have any li- listeners there. Um, but yeah, I have some episodes that are exclusively for the audio. So if you want to hear everything, go to the audio. And apparently, like, I mean, if y'all are listening to this, y'all like the audio stuff. Um, so I'm like right there on Apple Podcasts, right along. Yeah. Simple Lifestyle Podcast. I love, dude, thank you for, you know, having me on the show, allowing me to uh, reminisce on some of these things. Uh, of course, man. I love being able to like flip roles like this. Um, but thank you for allowing me to help you in the beginning uh, to start the podcast. Like I definitely take no credit for it because you really took it from there. Um, but I'm glad I got to be a part of your story in the initial stages. And it's cool to see you're sticking with it still because 
you know, statistically, your podcast would have been over by now. Uh, like, statistically, most people, like, stop doing it for now. And the thing is, as long anybody listening, if you want to do something and you're actually good at it, you've got feedback from people saying that you're good at it and they enjoy it and you have consistency. So you don't have to have huge numbers right away, but you have consistent people, like, showing you that they like it then as long as you never quit as long as you never stop and as long as you never get in the way of yourself you will be successful with it it's just a matter of time it's like if you get one new fan every day you're gonna have at least 365 by the end of the year it ends up and three people put down the numbers right people think that because they don't have 10,000 or 100,000 or a million followers, it means nothing. No, think about it in relation to what you did before for advertising. You had to go door to door. Now you can hit 100 people in one post and everybody can get that news instantly. That's 100 real people that are looking into your life and looking at that stuff, especially if they're listening to a podcast. That is a hundred real people that are actually getting to know you. And so if you have that consistency, keep it up. Like people care about what you're saying. They might not always tell you, but they're listening and they want to hear more of it and they want to see it progress. And, you know, they may be scared to do it themselves, but they ultimately are impressed by what you're doing. And so I'd say stick to it. Like my buddy, Brendan, (laughs) (laughs) very wise words, my friend. Thank you for sharing everything, man. And, Honestly, you being a part of this whole process has been a true honor. You know, from the very from day one that we started this, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had wanted anyone else to help me start. Dude, thank you. And we have an awesome organization. Yes, Collegiate Content Creators. Collegiate Content Creators. It's flourishing now. Yeah, man. People people, people are, are getting pumped. involved. Yeah. People are pumped. I'm excited for what's coming. Yeah, I'm the Head op operation? No, I'm not head You're op. Special ops. Special ops. Spec ops. <laughs> I chose that myself because yeah. when you're a former president of an organization, you <laughs> can make your title whatever you want because you're stepping down. So it's like, okay, you're stepping down. Let me get whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I like spec ops because it's like I'm getting on the ground floor and you know helping people like create their stuff. Not a whole lot of people have reached out to me yet about it because I haven't been super active. But, uh, yeah, I think it will just come with time. But It will, man. I have faith. Well, Bailey, my man, thank you for letting me come to your studio. Thank you for this opportunity again. And everyone, if you're listening to this right now, make sure to go. The next episode you should listen to is anything from the Mindless Millennials podcast. Go check them out. I'll put everything in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Later, guys. Love you. Peace.